Hello and welcome to Kiss My Arts. My name is Mary Blake and I am here in the Hive today. This podcast has been sponsored by the Doc Arts Centre in Carrick and Shannon. We're very grateful to them for their support. Today I have a very interesting guest. I have uh, Colette Langan in the room and Colette is a stained glass artist who lives here in Carrick and Shannon. So you're very welcome, Colette. Thanks very much, Mary. Glad to be here. Um, what brought you to Carrick and Shannon and the area? My parents. They're from uh, Boyle, so I always came here on holiday when I was a child. So I was very familiar with Carrick and Boyle area. So I'm not. Some people think I'm English because of my accent, but I very much identify as being Irish and being local as well. I've been a Leitrim Roscommon woman. Well, we're very glad to have you here, and you lived. Always in, in Ireland? Uh, my parents uh, were in London, like so yeah. many people did in the 60s. And uh, they had me and my four sisters in London. So I was 13 when we moved to Carrick. Most Mo- of your life. Yeah, most of my life. Yeah, yeah, very good. So your work is in stained glass. I was wondering, when did you first notice even as a child when were you first aware of stained glass i have a couple of different memories one very uh, clear memory was i was in st mary's church and i was quite old i was probably yeah, i was in my teens i suppose and i was just looking at the glass and i was really fascinated by how did the glass fit there i could see no frames i just was Really, I just couldn't understand why. And I, it was that, answer, trying to answer that question, trying to find out what the reason, how the stained glass sat there. I think that was the reason that propelled me to find out because I had the option of uh, doing a few classes. I went back to London after school and uh, I wanted to do something evening and meet people. And um, there, was a cha- there was a choice of ceramics, photography and stained glass. So... I went for stained glass because I wanted to know what that answer was. So you had been, it had been in the back of your mind because I suppose we all grew up um, with stained glass very present um, in churches, especially I suppose here in Ireland. I even remember my friend, we were down at school, probably Holy Communion thing or something, and her nudging me and saying, look. And I remember just looking and it was like I saw it for the first time. Before that, I think we took it for granted it was part of the bricks and mortar of the church but really then to see it in a particularly beautiful light or something yeah. and you see you know you see it all over again for the first time so it's it is so stunning that it's there for all of us to really enjoy yeah it is and sometimes i find that the best part about stained glass is on a summer's day or on a sunny day is when you actually see the reflection on the floor or the wall or something, the colours drifting across the room, and I always find that really amazing, yeah. which I think that was my very first memory was when I was in school in London as a child. Uh, we were really lucky. We had a great school, and we did um, all kinds of experiments. My teacher, Mrs Ellis, brought a prism into the classroom, so that was probably my, my first time. That's a very clear memory too, but that was it wasn't stained glass, but it was light and the rainbow moving around the room and that that being able to manipulate light like that and bounce it around the room and with mirrors and so on it was uh 
that was probably stuck with me also very yes. much. Because it's kind of mesmerising, really, was. to see it, it and yeah. it moves. And I suppose every day it's different and every time of day yes it, it is it's it different is. yeah it is and through the year as well yeah so you start you studied stained glass no. or you studied art uh, uh well i studied art but that was much later um i was extremely lucky because i i so i went to, i went off to my stained glass class in uh hampstead institute it was just an evening course and um I really loved doing it. And the lady who was teaching me, I said to her, I really like doing this. I think I want to do this for a living. And she said, oh, that's wonderful. It's so wonderful that you found your career so early on in your life. So um, that it was just in my mind that that's what I wanted to do because at, at that point I was working in uh, bookmakers and, uh, you know, just so far away from <laughs> stained <Absolutely>. glass. <laughs> but uh, I was... There was a, a glass shop and um, the bus to the glass shop was really rare. I mean, it, it only came once every a couple of hours or something like that. And I never saw it. And there was no such thing as timetables back then. So <laughs> you never knew when it would arrive or not. So I was, go I was going to, um, I was t uh, intending to go to Wembley, but the bus came along and I thought, I know, I'll go up to the glass shop while the bus is just there. I haven't had to wait for it. And uh, when I was there, there was... Um, just a little handwritten note saying that someone was required for a studio, no experience necessary, but preferred. So I went and, got, and I got the job. And because I was such a novice and I didn't know anything about stained glass or anybody in art or anything like that, I had no idea that I was actually a, applying to one of the top studios in the country. And uh, So that was a, an opportunity that it, really fell on your lap totally, at that time. Totally, so the, I had no clue. The planets who, were uh, aligned. Yeah, I had no who, clue who I was working for at all. <laughs> well, I got reminded many times after that when I was, used to be looking for a pay rise, we were constantly told, no, you're not getting a pay rise. The amount of people that we have that are, want to come here and uh, work for free. <laughs> so. Well, that was fantastic. So you spent some time working for that I worked company. for seven years. I trained there, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. So that is. So it sounds to me like the kind of work that really has to be learned on the Absolutely. hoof like that. I Absolutely, mean, yeah. It was. It was. There was no other way for it. I was. I was extremely privileged, and it's only really in. You know, my my bosses kept on saying, "Oh, you're so lucky. You don't know how lucky you are." And it's only now starting to understand. Yeah, they were right. I had no. You know, I had no idea because the access that we had was amazing the buildings that I worked in I worked in the Tower of London and like the St John's Chapel's shop for shut off for us to work there's just two of us working there you know installing the windows stained glass windows that were so that is within installation of, of new windows was it or was it no, restoration worked, and no, no my the the company did did all kinds but I specialize in uh, medieval uh, the conservation of medieval glass is what I specialized in so the work that I worked on was would have been, I think the earliest was from 1144 up to the Victorian times. And the responsibility of looking after something from yeah. 11, 1194. 1144. Yes, there was a, 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 a Canterbury Cathedral. They always say that they've got the oldest glass in England, but we know, the ones of us that work there, know that, that that's not correct because they're... Their glass is from about 1170 something. So uh, there, there's that's the amazing thing about it in England. There's some really beautiful little churches that have the most stunning glass, and they have absolutely nobody going into them, and they have got no idea what they have. They're just these beautiful little country churches. 
And when you are restoring or conserving, what do yeah. what term do we use? I uh, conser- conserving, conserving really, yeah. um, glass of that age. How do how how does damage affect that? Is it, it the elements or is y- it? It's yeah, it's that, and and also it's it's. And my boss always used to say it sows the seed of its own destruction because it's made from sand and when you work with glass that's as old as that the it starts to revert back to sand and the funny thing is that certain colors would stay in much better condition than others so that would be to do with the composition of the glass and what what metals were in it so the blues would, would last really really well but then say more flesh colors or with red or whatever they would deteriorate um Quite badly, yeah. And would it be the glass itself that would deteriorate, yeah. or would it be the the oh, no, well, the lead? The... Well, the lead deteriorates way quicker, so the the, the lead would have been rest- probably re-leaded maybe every hundred, hundred and fifty years or something like that. So the glass would always have been uh, re-leaded over the, that period of time, but the glass itself is what we would. And does it thin out? Is it? Yeah, it can do. Okay. Yeah, it would do. Sometimes it would thin out. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, and, and and what is the process in restoring that then? Um, the process would be to take a rubbing, which is key, uh, and that that's like the plan for your window, and the so because you have it's like a map really. So you have all the lead lines. So when you're restoring it, or when you're re-leading it, which is was my speciality really, you'd keep the new lead exactly where the old lead was. And um, then, of course, there would be uh, previously the glass when it was being repaired. The leads leads would have been used to go through through the glass, but we'd glue them. Mm-hmm. There'd be specialist glues that were reversible, like in line with conservation techniques. Uh, and then, so that would shrink the area. So then, so then it's quite skilled in making up areas of glass without looking like you've made up areas or without disrupting the image in any way. And also keeping to conservation guidelines where you're not tampering with the glass or messing with it. <laughs> so, so, yeah. so it was quite so you are, you were not trying to improve it. You're trying to make it look exactly as it was. You you, you know it's just honouring what the original as, mu- as piece much as was supposed as much to be. as possible. And also there was it was it is important to be honest about what you're, the work you're doing. So supposing um, a new piece did have to be put in then it would have to be signed and dated so that it would be obvious that it was, repaired. That, that it was a where it, yes when it mm, came when mm, it came from very good and you have worked on harry clark i have yeah yeah which yeah. is which is a, a great honor yeah. where ha, where could we see harry clark here in ireland harry clark he, windows oh he has got he has windows in nearly every county i think has there's, he any here in leitrim uh, no, not that I'm aware of. Right. Um, that there's there's a quite a lot in Mayo and Galway. I know mm-hmm. that, and mm-hmm. um, and uh, Kerry and yeah. uh, the, he has work all over. Yeah. But the restoration process is the same. Uh, Whatever, whoever the original artist is, yeah, is it? it is. So it is. It's, it's the same, same process yeah, and yeah. the same work you have to yeah. go through. Yeah. And I saw on your Facebook page um, you climbing up big high ladders, having to restore. What oh, is that? that? Is that was, replacing? That was no. That was just um, a straightforward cleaning. Okay. Uh, the uh, parish of um, it's I think it's St Patrick's in Drumshambo. They've yeah. been shut, and they just opened the other day. 
and they've done an absolutely magnificent restoration job on the church. Oh, no, it's not a restoration job on the church, but it's yeah. it's a renovation job. It's absolutely beautiful. And So um, you had to, I was asked the, to needed you to come in to clean and the clean windows. the windows. So yeah. that is a tough job too, I'm sure. You need to be pretty fit. And, yeah. Yeah. and, you, and you need, need to, to have a good head for heights I as was well. going yeah. to say a good you head do. for heights. Yeah. I was looking at you there yeah. bravely taking a selfie of yourself up high. And <laughs> I was getting a nosebleed looking at it. But um, yeah. That, that, that wouldn't be very high for what I, you know, really? working on cathedrals and what they are, they are they're like skyscraper high, really. They're, it's incredible how high they are. <laughs> so. And you have to just get up there with well, your... Well, scaffolding is actually yeah. way easier than a ladder. Yeah, so, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. And the before and after, is it... Is it, um, it w- w- would the layman recognise the before and after? Or yeah. is that just for the good health no. and well-being of the glass? Or is it no, it's visually... Yeah. No, it's both. It, and, it, yeah, it was apparent. It can... Yeah. You know, it can be quite apparent how dirty some of the windows are, you know. Wow. Yeah. And that's just, like, all windows get dirty, I guess. Yeah, they do. And especially certain areas where there would be candles nearby, you know, there could be, some of those windows are a lot of soot on them. I see. So so it was quite noticeable when they were cleaned. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a big job. What, um, would you recommend if we had to go visit and look at any stained glass here in Leitrim, what's worth seeing? Um, I just really I'm quite amazed by the quality of glass that are really in all our churches now some people that might be a bit of like stained glass snobs might look down on it because there would be there was quite a production line of studios in England and in Germany and they produced they produced work for the Catholic Church which was sent out all over the world so they were they were a little bit generic insofar as the subjects are very similar, but the craftsmanship and the work, work in them is absolutely stunning, and there's absolutely beautiful work in it and beautiful glass as well that they used. So I, I would say that nearly every parish would have yes. at least one or two of those windows. Yeah. Um, but if you're talking about something maybe a bit more specialised, um, there's Anchura uh, Glina, which they were. Um, an Irish arts and crafts movement, and they're very much into promoting art, you know, during the time of the rising and yeah. around then. So they have um, some windows in uh, Arkan Parish, and um, I was recently up in Letterkenny. They have a number of windows up in Letterkenny. They, they actually have windows all over the, yeah. the country as well, yeah. uh, Galway, and uh, they, they're just like the more local ones that I know of. Yes. And how does the technique? How would the technique have changed from yeah. medieval times? It, it very, very little. The mm. only, the only real difference I think probably would be glass cutters. Um, back then, they would have used hot tongs, and I've just, I've just baffled. I just don't know how on earth they would use hot tongs to cut glass. I must have an experiment of it sometime. <laughs> have yeah. a go and see how did they manage that. Um, so now, I mean, I use an oil wheel, uh, oil wheel or oil cutter, and, and it always I teach children, and they're always amazed, like a, how a glass cutter has got it's no knife or no edge on it at all. You can run it across your finger, no problem. It doesn't cut you or anything in any way. So I, I don't but it really can cut glass. it cuts glass. I don't really understand the science of it yes. at all, but uh, it's uh, still I suppose it's good to still be <laughs> surprised by I by know, something like absolutely. that. Absolutely, but very little has changed. And what about how do we how do you color glass? Um, the 
glass is bought colored usually mm-hmm. the only aspect really of um coloring glass is from silver stain which gives the name to stained glass and that's painted on and fired in um so silver stains that is a technique that is used so you you receive the you you use the glass and you paint on paint on the stain the silver yeah. stain yeah and that gives it it varies but generally kind of a, a yellow or amber color um there's there's a lot of technique and a lot of manipulation that goes into glass and there's a lot of painting so that like a piece of glass when it arrives it's just a plain piece of glass but then there would be a a painting say like a face if you're thinking about a church window so the the face would be painted on and um there'll be layers of tone and uh to give different you know just to make it more painterly so each time it's fired in so the the process of glass painting is actually great because you can just wipe it off if you don't like what you've done you just wipe it off start again and then when you're happy with what you've done fire it in yes and then start uh, then you've you know that piece you're happy with that and you can mess around again and uh, so it's very forgiving in that way in that way but when you're actually applying the paint itself it's not at all forgiving because it just tends to kind of powder so if you you have to work with it while it's still wet and once it's dried um it'll just clump if you try and put wet paint on dry powdery paint it'll just clump up and make a mess Mm -hmm. so um you have to work quite quickly but you can just keep on redoing it over and over until you're satisfied and I notice uh, back to the churches. I notice that more more modern churches have have a very uh, often have quite a modern looking stained glass. Yeah. Uh, may, I don't know whether that's the color is different or the actual um, pieces are are different in it or di- the patterns. Um, do you think that that it is important to stay true to the building or or stay true to the um, traditional art form? Um, because of my conservation, um, I would think to me, it's very important to stay true to the building, but on the other hand, I also think it's good to push forward as well. And I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be a believer in keeping everything exactly the same, but I do think that it's very important that the integrity of the building is respected. Mm-hmm. But, um, what you're talking about there, Mary, is, um, possibly fused glass, so that's quite a different technique, and it, that is a very modern technique. Okay, and what is fused? And that fused glass, that is where lead is pretty much done away with, and glass is melted, coloured glass is melted on top of clear glass. Okay. So that, that technique is used a lot in Longford Cathedral, and it's the only place I can really think of lo- locally okay. where that's been used. Okay, well, that's interesting. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know. You also do... Um, work for private um homes i do um, so yeah. if i was getting a new front door and i wanted yeah. a, uh, an insert there how do how do we go about that i that's up to the person i like them to maybe have an idea of what they want sometimes they sometimes it's we can get there through finding out what they don't want that sometimes can be easier but I think these days with so many great resources online Pinterest is absolutely brilliant I always send people to Pinterest to look for ideas because there's just so much there and so maybe to have an idea of of what someone you like and then you work with 
the person and do a yeah. bespoke. Yeah, so that's is. that's a one-off it is, piece yeah. of art yeah. that they're yeah. going to have. Yeah, absolutely. And so front doors, I guess. Where else would people use it in the home? Absolutely everywhere. Um, quite often bathrooms. I get asked mm. to do something for bathrooms. You mm. know, for the privacy. It's great for. for providing privacy yeah. and but it's also a piece of art as well so yeah. that it's um you know it takes away that kind of maybe slightly prison look of some yes. of those that, that kind of glass that's very heavy yes and you can't see through so it can be used and sometimes yeah. people use them on kitchen cabinets or yeah it's particularly good in say dividing areas up where you want still want to get some light through yeah but um, you want some privacy. Yeah. So that's, right. that's useful in the home a lot. So it covers those. that, a bit of privacy. Yeah. It, so it, yeah. It's a piece of art. Yes. And um, it also br- yeah. doesn't block off your light. And it's really, it's the only form of art that is really quite architectural too and actually part of the building as well. So yeah. it can be really a great way of incorporating art into your home without using up wall space, you know. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, brilliant. So people can can contact you there. I notice your um, your website is very interesting and shows oh, thank you. such such beautiful and diverse work. I mean, yeah, uh, and even some children's um, stained glass. I suppose we think of because most of us have seen stained glass in churches and cathedrals. We kind of think of it as a very adult kind of an art form quite quite serious but I notice that you have some children's stuff there and some fun imagery too yeah yeah that's true and it's quite funny um there's people think of stained glass as being very serious but I think they forget that you know people are people and people they always want to laugh and you know so there's some some great pictures of old stained glass of people fighting and there's I put up a post of uh, I found an image of someone uh, feeding somebody on a stick through a through a severe sick contagious sickness or something oh like that. Oh my god, so we can relate. There at is this time. absolutely so there, there is nothing that we haven't been you know that we're going through now that people haven't already been through and made stained glass about it as well. You know? And they were making stained glass, so it was representing something that was happening in society. Yeah, then absolutely. too, as were the cave. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Pictures yeah. and everything. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've come across it being referred to as being the first form of propaganda. Really? <laughs> because, well, if you think about back in medieval times where the people were not image-saturated like they are today. I mean, people, there was no printing press and there were no... People, just images were, were not available like they are now. There yes. was paintings, I suppose, they would have been for the wealthy. So that would have been the place where the regular or normal person would come and they would see the state the images of the stained glass so that that would be the point of them would be about teaching um the biblical stories yes. to the faithful and uh i imagine like to go into to walk into a cathedral or a church it must have been really quite a trippy experience you know they think you think they didn't have phones or televisions yes, or any of those absolutely. things it's quite something yeah it was quite yeah. entertaining and beautiful it would, yeah, to it would watch. Have been. It would yeah, have been. absolutely. Yeah. I see. I, you you did say you went back to college as an I adult. Did. Yes, I did. When yeah. When was that? That was um, in uh, 2012, I think it was. I yes, I wanted to study fine art. I had a. I suppose I had a little bit of a hang up in a way because I was um, 
trained restorer and I knew a lot about stained glass and about making it and putting it together and the technical side of things. But I always thought my art side was a bit um, lacking. So I decided to do fine art. Well so, done. And yeah. where did you do that? I did that in Sligo. And how did you find that? Uh, challenging. Yeah. <laughs> Going back as an adult is you know because yeah. you were you your mom you had your family yeah, as yes. well so it was yeah. busy I'm sure yeah it was yeah. It, it was great though I discovered um an ability to paint that I didn't know I had which I just love oil painting I don't really do very much of it but I do really love painting mm. and um th- there was a lot of things that I learned that were really useful especially the digital side of things mm. and also been le- learning how to write that was really useful Thing. I, I think that I suppose I was maybe a bit disappointed that there was so much academic work in it. I thought that I'd get to do a lot more hands-on mm-hmm. work than I did. Yeah. Um, but the, that's really stood to me, being able to, to write. And, to and, and do you think it has um, changed your practice in, in the way you work? Are, we, are you still the same stained glass artist as you were before that? Uh, well, I think both really... I think I'm still the same, but I think it's probably it certainly deepened my understanding of other artists and research. And I really had a hang up that it was so important to do original work, whereas I, that's just not I, that's not a worry for me anymore. And I realise that it's only by doing that you can start becoming original, or maybe you can, maybe you can't, and, and not to get hung up about it. I think that's yeah. so important that just by just doing it and being by inspired by other people and not being worried that you're copying them. It doesn't matter. Yes, because you're honing time, your own craft. Yeah, and by the time, time, by the time you, you filter, well, I find that by the time I filtered something, so, but, you know, sometimes I might, I, I did recently try and copy a piece of work by Harry Clark, but the, by, by the time I had done it, it had gone through my own filter, so it didn't really <laughs> look, well, it did look yes. a bit like his work, but not really, yeah. you know, it's... Yeah. Um, it was your interpretation. It's, it's mine, really. exactly. It's yeah. my interpretation. Brilliant. So, yeah. yeah. I, so, so that was been that was really really useful in looking at different artists and especially looking at other artists that aren't in my field as well. That was really valuable because there's people doing all kinds of great art in um, all different kinds of fields, and so it's opening up to that and you know performing arts and music and it's just it's not just sticking to visual arts either. Yes. You know? Because and there is a lot. Is there an opportunity for collaborative work in yeah, um, in your field? Absolutely, yeah? yeah, I think so. So yeah. if there's anyone that wishes to collaborate, get in touch. I'd yeah. love to. Uh, currently, I it's more like friends that I've been collaborating with, or children as well, which yeah. I work with children quite a lot. I absolutely love working with kids because yeah. it's. Um, I see that on your website that you do workshops in school. Well, yeah. I know COVID yeah. now has probably um, affected the, yeah. the availability of, the, of schools to yeah. take in an artist like yourself. But, you know, tell me about, about that work that you do. I, t- I turn up with a box of glass, really. Well, we, we get the tea because it has to be in, you know, the school curriculum has to be considered as well. <laughs> I can't just go off randomly. So we, we tie it all up. And I, it's great because... Uh, I, I work through um, Crafted, who are part of the Arts Council. So they have a really good programme. So they teach the teacher and the artist 
how to get the project off the ground. And so we, we meet for an hour, but I've done it for so many years now, I kind of know, know the process. Yes. And I just use that process whenever I work with children or teachers. So we decide usually what's the theme, but I mean, it's very broad. The, the, the National School curriculum is great, so they can, can put anything they want. Usually yes. it's something they've discovered in school or been discussing, something yes. like that. So, I mean, we did uh, cityscapes, um, local rural areas, all kinds of different... Brilliant. Uh, and would this saints. be a piece that they would then have displayed then would, and inserted into yeah, their school? Yeah, they would, yeah, exactly. They... I, there's a couple of different things. We I did a sculpture with one class. They they were being very adventurous, and um, that was that was really rewarding because the teacher there she said to me she had one one little boy. He was in fifth class, and she said that they they were talking about doing uh, passion projects and what's their passion. And he was saying she said she could never engage him in anything and. Um, He's saying, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't have a passion. I, I don't know. Uh, but then after we did the class, he told her that he had found his passion. Wow. So that was, you know, th- those kind of things are really important. That's and so I, rewarding for you to hear that. Absolutely, hugely yes. rewarding. And I, I really feel that children do not get enough art and skill at yeah. all. I just feel, <laughs> if it was me, well, I was so lucky when I, when I was at school um, in London in the 70s. I just only ever remember doing art and I only remember learning through art so I think that's probably why I you know stuck with it because I I think that children sitting down at desks at the age of five six I think it's ridiculous I know I really (laughs) I think so I really do and when I when I arrived in um, Ireland at the age of 13 I was able to keep up you know, and I never had to sit down and go through that torture of homework in the evening or any of that yes. kind of thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it's good for their development in so many ways, not just for their skill as an artist. It, it helps develop a critical eye as absolutely. well. Absolutely. Curiosity, which I think is absolutely crucial because, I mean, it's curiosity and it's been able to challenge people's ideas. And I think that's a, a lot of the problems that we're seeing at the moment. There isn't enough critical thinking. Mm-hmm. There's too much believing posts on Facebook and so on I know. and uh, I really would urge everyone to always encourage children to ask questions and Absolutely. try and answer them if they can or yeah. encourage them to go to whoever can answer that for them yes and speaking of Facebook your Facebook page has shown some really interesting time lapses of your work oh that oh was... <laughs> they're really quite fascinating oh that was the most ridiculous thing ever I, I have this fancy camera and I was fighting with it and it has taken thousands of pictures and it was crashing my computer and, and I was I, it was only a few weeks ago and I thought I really must see now I must try and see if I can get an app for my phone my phone's so e- much easier to take pictures with and I discovered that the, my phone actually has a time lapse button in it and I, okay. <laughs> I had my phone for three years it was there all and the it time it was there all the time and it was just so easy and all I did so it's just like I'm going to be torturing people now with oh no lapses. they're brilliant and they're so interesting because it, and it's very generous of you I think to show us that um, process you know because it, it you know it's something that we would never really experience otherwise yeah, so it's I, really lovely to see I think that. that's so important about about I think that's the great thing about modern times people kind of some people think good old times and I think that in the past people were very precious about things and they want to keep things secret and I don't think that benefits anyone I think that sharing 
because I, I, it elevates everybody, you know. I know. Um, so and uh, it's in all art forms as well, because I was yeah. just Fanula Maxwell, the traditional singer, who said um, tradition doesn't have to be about worshipping the ashes it can be about fanning the flames absolutely so what is the point in saying yeah. we had this beautiful thing but yeah. because we all guarded it so jealously yeah it's gone yes if yeah. you love it you want it to keep going after your time absolutely you know? absolutely yeah and also um it it brings about room for development yes. and improvement yes. uh, you know so and let people improve you? on your absolutely. work absolutely why know? wouldn't you yeah. yeah exactly and you also now I see you're making jewellery and smaller pieces and sun catchers and that that was um, more to do with uh, Covid really and wanting to make things that were low cost and also it's also about developing classes as well I, I really yeah miss um you know contact with people really yeah, you know absolutely. i'm sitting in my studio a lot on my own so it, it's about um so that the, the main thing about the jewelry and the sun catches things like that, I, that that's all about developing so that i can make classes to teach people to make those and i want them to come into my studio and leave either that day or the following day with a piece of their own work okay, so, that's so that's pretty much what so, that's all yeah, about so yeah. that's where that came from yeah oh yeah, yeah that's brilliant where is your studio collection it's in in Carrick on At Main ho- Street yeah yeah okay very good yeah. so if people need to get in contact with you um your Colette Langan um dot Com. Um, is your website your Facebook page really is worth having a look at because um, Colette shows a lot of her work and the process is there and it's very interesting to see that so that's Colette Langan Stained Glass Artist yeah. is her page there so I'd really recommend that you have a look at that so um, best of luck to you with your very interesting um, work Colette it was really nice of you to come so in much, and you. talk to us today in Le- at Leitrim Daily so Thanks very much. Thank you. Very good luck with your project.